welcome to my show, the Literary Analysis Podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing one of the most hotly debated topics in the literary community, whether the book or the movie is better. Now, I think we all know that in most cases, the book is always better, and one should always read the novel before viewing the film. However, is this the case for the Lord of the Flies film adaption? I'm not talking about that full-color 1990 blockbuster. I'm referencing the classic black-and-white production from 1963. The Lord of the Flies is known for being one of the most gory, disturbing, and symbolically saturated novels that any high schooler has ever been forced to read, and capturing all of that captivating imagery and self-reflection on a screen is no easy feat. And for sure, there are several scenes in The Lord of the Flies movie that were done phenomenally. They captured your attention, got you thinking, and raised your heart rate all at once. However, there was one particular set of shots that was a major disappointment. The final scenes at the end of the novel, the literal manhunt of Ralph. On, the, on this, the film really came up short, and not only confused viewers, but simultaneously lost all of the depth from the plot. For it was in those final scenes that the true lesson Golding was trying to teach came out, and the movie just did not convey this in a way that would strike at anyone's conscience. The Lord of the Flies novel depicted the final scenes, including the hunt of Ralph and the boy's perfectly timed rescue, in a far more engaging way through the use of descriptive language, symbolism, and a more in-depth look at Ralph's thoughts and emotions. I mean, come on guys, no one can deny that the final scenes of the book held far more description and suspense than the film. There was far more detail, an abundance of choice words meant to paint an alluring picture in our minds of this terrifying moment than we ever see come to life on screen. For example, see this paragraph about the falling of a rock meant to clear the thicket on page 193. The red rock that he could see at the top of the cliff vanished like a curtain, and he could see figures in a blue sky. A moment later, the earth jolted. There was a rushing sound in the air, and the top of the thicket was cuffed with a gigantic hand. The rock bounded on, thumping and smashing towards the beach, while a shower of broken leaves and twigs fell on him. We are engaged here with all our senses, feeling the shake of the ground, the scrape of the falling debris, seeing the magnitude of the rock, hearing its thunderous roll. In the movie, there is no such feeling. Just look at minutes 1 hour, 24 minutes, and 38 seconds through 1 hour, 25 minutes, and 28 seconds, where all we see is Ralph running around through smoke with no feelings and nothing that would build suspense. It is a bunch of blurry camera angles. The rock rolling scene doesn't even there appear here. In addition, things move slower in the book. It is at first a real hunt. It doesn't start with Ralph being smoked out of the forest. He hides in a thicket and attempts to defend himself from Jack's tribe. On page 194 in the model in the no novel, we see Ralph's hasty attack of a savage who happened to come too close to his hiding place. They were whispering out there, and suddenly the branches were shaken furiously at two places on his right. The pointed end of a stick appeared. In panic, Ralph stuck his own stick through the crack and struck with all his might. He had been hiding in that thicket for four pages straight. Whereas, in the movie, we only see him get up and start running, with no prior reluctance or contact with the savages. Minutes 1 hour, 24 minutes and 9 seconds through 1 hour, 24 minutes and 27 seconds are the only look we get of anything near the thicket scene. In this way, the book draws us in and engages our imagination far more than the film. Secondly, and most importantly in my opinion, the film left out the entire use of symbolism and self-reflection that shone so wonderfully in the novel. 
One of the most important scenes that was omitted from the film was Ralph's encounter with the pig skull, both prior to and during the manhunt. In all the time the film had of Ralph running around, one hour and 25 minutes and three seconds through one hour, 26 minutes and 53 seconds, in fact, you'd think that they could stick it in somewhere. But no, this beautifully written scene on page 185 could not make it into the movie, and that is such a disappointment to me that I have to share it with you here. The skull regarded Ralph as someone who knows all the answers and won't tell. A sick fear and rage swept through him. Fiercely, he hit out of the filthy thing in front of him that bobbed like a toy and came back, still grinning into his face, so that he lashed and cried out in loathing. Then he was licking his bruised knuckles and looking at the bare stick, while the skull lay in two pieces, its grin now six feet across. He wrenched the quivering stick from the crack and held it as a spear between him and the white pieces. Then he backed away, keeping his face to the skull that lay grinning at the sky. Later on in the chase, page 197 in fact, he comes across the skull again, this time laying jeering at the smoke which is rising up in the sky above him. This symbolism shows Ralph finally coming to face the immense sin that was behind all of this destruction, and realizing with the horror that he could not beat it. If he broke it, its grin would only grow wider. We also see symbolism at the final scene of Rescue, when the Navy captain confronts Ralph and the other boys that have just come raging out of the forest. This scene in the novel was an excellent example of symbolism, as one could hear the captain dismissing the boys' worst child's play, while in reality, war was what he had made a career out of. In the film, there is no speech that comes from the Navy man, even though there is a whole 23 seconds in between minutes 1 hour, 28 minutes and 20 seconds, and 1 hour, 28 minutes and 43 seconds that he could have. In the book, he addresses the boys, saying, We saw your smoke. What have you been doing? Having a war or something? This happened on page 201, and he later goes on to admonish them, saying, I should have thought, I should have thought that a pack of British boys, you're all British, aren't you? would have been able to put up a better show than that, I mean. The Navy captain is a prime example of the entire lesson Golding is trying to teach, and his words wrap the plot up beautifully by showing us ourselves in the Navy captain, how ignorant we choose to be about the terrifying extents of where sin and human nature can take us. Finally, in these last few scenes, the movie missed out on one more crucial element, insanity. There are several ways that movies can convey intense emotions like insanity, including distorted camera angles, dramatic music, disturbing sounds and screams that the characters could have made, etc, etc. And while they did some of this during the chase with Ralph on minutes 1 hour, 26 minutes and 26 seconds through 1 hour, 27 minutes and 6 seconds, using war calls and differently quickly timed angles, I do not believe that they really hit the right depth of where Ralph's mindset was at the moment. Adrenaline, fear, hatred, and exhaustion were all running through his veins, and every thought was a fragment and every movement a jolt. On page 199, he even lets out a scream of terror in his emotion. We see his thoughts here as he is thinking to himself, saying, Now he's seen you. He's making sure. A stick sharpened. And then, Ralph screamed, a scream of fright and anger and desperation. His legs straightened, his screams became continuous and foaming. He shot forward, burst the thicket, was in the open, screaming, snarling, bloody. Ralph himself was on the brink of savagery. He couldn't deny his fear anymore. In my mind, he had reached ruin, scraped and bruised and wild. In the film, yes, we see his fear, but I don't really think we get a good look at where sin had begun to take over his heart. 
Ralph's run in itself is not just a filler scene. It holds many important emotions and lessons to be taught as well. Now, in conclusion, I'm sure we can all agree that movie adaptions on books are all well and good. However, this particular Lord of the Flies adaption could have used a little work. If they were to change anything, I would highly recommend changing those last few scenes. I mean, they're important. The last scenes of the book is where the suspense reaches its max. Emotions are running wild, and all the symbolism and hidden meaning sprinkled throughout the book finally starts to come together in a way that sparks revelation. I much, I must say, and no mis I'm very sorry. No disrespect to Mr. Peter Brooks, but Cold Golding did the Lord of the Flies in those last scenes much better through the use of description, suspense, symbolism, and insanity. Maybe one day there will be a movie that really does outdo the book. However, it will not be the Lord of the Flies 1963 adaption. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and I hope that I have enlightened you a little bit on um, the book and the movie. Thank you. Have a good day.